You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. There are two, uh, oh yeah, I should first of all um, give you a little warning that um, that there's references to blood in in this story. Um, But um, it's on 1960s TV, so it's actually black and white. Um, um, There are two types of unwanted gift. Um, There are the unwanted gifts that... um, that you want, but that other people don't want you to have. And there are the gifts that um, you really want. Um, No, I've said that wrong. Let's start again. There are the type of gifts that you really want, but other people don't want you to have. And then there are the gifts that you really don't want, that other people want you to have, or think you ought to have. I think I've got that right now. Um, and the first type of gift, um, when I was six, this is going back 60 years now nearly, um, I was asked what I wanted for my birthday. And I said I wanted an umbrella. And my mother, um, slightly reluctantly, I thought, took me to a shop. And we got this umbrella, and I can picture it now. It had um, a design of vegetables uh, on a on a, black, a blue and white um, sort of gingham background. I don't want you to think it was anything girly. Um, and uh, uh, I took it to school with me once um, to show my friend Jean McLean. And she thought it was fabulous. And uh, on the way home, I met a group of lads who also wanted to look at my umbrella. And because I'd shown it to Jean, I couldn't very well um, deny them the pleasure of looking at my umbrella. So um, I handed it over and they trod on it and they, they bent all the spokes and they tore the material, and they um, broke the handle, and then they handed it back to me. Um, when I got home, I didn't get the, the reaction that I thought I was going to get. I didn't get any sympathy. Um, it seemed to me like my family, my brother and my mum and dad, were actually quite relieved that the umbrella was in this condition and it could be thrown in the bin because it was a useless artifact. So that, that, that was lesson one in uh, gen- gender stereotyping, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and um, lesson two in 
uh, gender stereotyping came when I was about uh, nine or ten, staring into the teeth of secondary school. And um, uh, it was getting close to Christmas and I'd found the presents in the top of the airing cupboard and was sounding them out and there was this present that was about that size, uh, completely silent, but it was quite squashy as if it was some kind of material. And um, um, I opened it on Christmas Day and it was a pair of boxing gloves. Yes, just what I wanted. Uh, but this present came in two, two parts. Um, so the second part was that um, my dad was going to take me to Beckles Boxing Club for boxing lessons. And, um, um, yeah, so back in the 1960s, boxing was a much more popular sport. This is where the blood comes in. Um, and um, I used to sit on the settee with my dad. Uh, he was very keen on boxing, and he would be sitting there trembling with um, excitement at the, uh, the, the boxing match, and I would be sitting there just trembling. Um, and, um, uh, you know, they, they, these two guys come onto the boxing ring and they, they um, let fly at each other. Um, and um, they, they gradually, you know, their faces start to disintegrate and blood starts coming out of every orifice. Uh, and so in the end, they're covered in mucus and their eyes are swollen up. And um, the thought of Beckles Boxing Club was quite petrifying. Um, so um, I, um, I arrive at the club and... Um, um, I think my dad was actually just about as petrified as I was uh, because um, he never took me back there again. Um, I think he was quite, he was quite um, unnerved by the sight of all these feral-looking boys running around. So I never actually got to be in a boxing ring. Um, my dad decided he was going to teach me to box at home. Um, <laughs> And uh, my dad was um, educated at Manchester Grammar School and they played by the um, Queensbury rules. You know, the, the referee comes on and um, he, reminds, he reminds the contestants that um, no punching below the belt. Um, and what's the other one? No wrestling, um, no pulling the opponent's hair, that kind of thing. Um, and um, then he, he goes like that, you know, and they, they set off. At school, I've, I found that, uh, you know, people didn't, people didn't abide by those, those rules, you know. So I was waiting for the, for the referee to go like that. And by that time, I'd already got a knee in the groin and a dead leg and was bent over double with a punch to the solar plexus. And that was my experience of of boxing um, or fighting in the school playground. Um, how am I going to finish this off? You may be wondering how it is that I survived to adulthood without, without learning to, to box. Um, 
Well, the, the answer is that um, I was quite good at spotting trouble from a distance and running in the opposite direction. Um, and also, you know, um, I found that delaying tactics were, were possible. So um, I found that um, starting to sing I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas um, would perhaps delay them long enough for the bell to go, or, um, and especially if it wasn't Christmas. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I think, uh, yeah, and if anybody asks to look at my umbrella, I just don't show it to them, you know, I just don't give it to them. Um, and I think that's the end of my story. Thank you very much. True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.